Visit ATWSource.com to take the next step along your path of awakening. You're listening to Awakening Truth, Worldwide Radio, and its network of radio shows. Presented by the teachers of Awakening Truth Worldwide, where spirituality, truth, and consciousness collide. Hello and welcome, Awakening Ones everywhere, to the ATW Universe Radio Show and Truth Worldwide News. I'm your host, Cohen Marcus, and tonight we're joined by Elisa Matadalian, who's a self-realized mystic, spiritual guide, an internationally acclaimed master healer, and best-selling author of In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, which is a book that's won a seven awards. She has a unique gift to be able to read thought forms and see the interconnected layers of unconscious beliefs repressed in people's bodies and energy that causes pain and illness. Using this ability and her personal experience of awakening, she's devised a revolutionary healing method known as the Dalian Method. This method miraculously erases the self-sabotaging beliefs from the body's cellular memory and permanently eradicates the causes of fear, pain, and ailments. It restores physical health, inner balance, and empowers the person to live life fully and fearlessly. Mata travels internationally, offering private sessions, self-healing seminars, workshops, and retreats that bring spiritual and scientific concepts to a practical and immediate experience of healing and transformation. And you can learn more by heading over to Mata Dalian, that's M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com, and she'll be joining us in roughly 30 minutes. And as always here on the show, we try to balance spirituality, truth, and consciousness in each and every show to bring you the most informative tools, teachings, methods, and an understanding of untalked about worldwide events that will lead you into a deeper, true understanding of the nature of our existence and the illusion that surrounds us. We're going to go through the most important news you probably haven't heard about this week with Truth Worldwide News, our newest segment on the ATW Universe. And it starts right now. It's out there, and it's happening. Behind the scenes as we speak. But it's probably not being covered by the mainstream media. This is Truth Worldwide News on the ATW Universe. Mainstream media is not featuring some of the most important news and information on purpose that pertains to your life and your existence on this planet. Here on Truth Worldwide News on the ATW Universe, we cover the most important worldwide news, topics, and events that you missed this last week. 
regarding truth, wellness, conspiracy, politics, health, spiritual warfare, that's right, spiritual warfare, cutting-edge science, and other worldwide news and events that you probably weren't told about that have shaped the face of the planet this week. Sit back and enjoy as we give you the recap on this week's Truth Worldwide News. Welcome to Truth Worldwide News this week. It's been an unbelievable week in news. Let's get to the headlines. Today we've got lots to cover. We're going to be covering the headlines. Conclusive link now admitted. Swine flu vaccine causes chronic nervous system disorders. Another headline. Did Iran just retaliate for Stuxnet? The computer virus infects U.S. predator drone systems in Nevada, and the implications of that could be huge. Homeland Security moves forward with pre-crime detection, and we covered a little bit about that last week in the show, but this week we've got even more news on the pre-crime detection front. Levels in BPA in humans is far higher than previously thought, and we're going to be going over that. If you're considering a winter flu shot, we're going to cover a way to winterize your immune system. I'm going to depth about some things that you can do to get prepared as opposed to getting your winter flu vaccine shot, uh, which obviously is not going to protect you from getting the flu. It will actually increase your chances of getting the flu next year. More news. Brace for impact. Scientists warn another out-of-control three-ton telescope is hurtling towards Earth. Um, and one touchdown last month. Uh, because the Earth is uh, covered in mostly water, uh, chances of anything happening are extremely slim, but that is headed back to Earth. A new petition sprung up that you can be a part of to help end water fluoridation, and we're going to be covering that and what you can do to add your two cents in. Also, Anonymous, the group that started the Occupy Wall Street movement, uh, is now threatening to close down or delete the New York Stock Exchange from the Internet. And the last headline we're going to be covering here today, last week we covered the, the uh, Occupy Wall Street movement, and we talked about certain unions or certain interests trying to get their hands into the pot to steer the occupation, the movement, and the outcry in a different direction. Today we're going to be covering some new information. Occupy forms alliance with Obama lobby group. So we've got lots of exciting news here today. Let's get right into it here on Truth Worldwide News. And in our first headline, conclusive link now admitted, swine flu vaccine causes chronic nervous system disorders. This is coming from Mike Adams at Natural News from October 9th. And it reads, the nation of Finland has now openly admitted that the swine flu vaccine conclusively causes narcolepsy, a chronic nervous system disorder that makes people uncontrollably fall asleep. Narcolepsy isn't the only side effect now admitted to be caused by the swine flu vaccines. People have also suffered from hallucinations and paralyzing physical collapses, says Finnish researchers. Remarkably, even though the link between swine flu vaccines and permanent Neurological damage in children is now openly admitted by the Finnish government. There is absolutely no talk about halting the utterly scientific ritual of injecting children with flu vaccines in the first place. 
Not only are flu vaccines harmful to children, and it's now admitted, but flu vaccines don't even work. A simple dose of vitamin D would do far more to halt influenza than any vaccine on the market. But the U.S. refuses to admit vaccines harm anyone. The U.S. government, of course, still refuses to admit vaccines cause any harm whatsoever. Both the government and the vaccine industry continue to push the fabricated fairy tale that vaccines are safe and effective, meaning they harm no one but help everyone. Yet the truth is practically the polar opposite. Vaccines harm countless of millions of children and adults each year in ways that are usually never linked to vaccines, including mild mental handicaps, suppressed immune functioning, learning disabilities, and others. At the same time, vaccines are all but worthless at preventing infections. Even the vaccine industry's own research shows that flu shots only work on one out of 100 people, meaning they're completely useless for the 99% of us who take them. Instead of admitting the truth that vaccines cause autism, the U.S. government has conspired with vaccine manufacturers to create a vaccine injury compensation program, which essentially pays hush money to parents of permanently harmed children to make sure they cannot bring their claims of harm to federal courts. Even worse, the medical establishment, which is heavily influenced, if not downright dominated, by pharmaceutical interests, absolutely refuses to advocate vitamin D as a flu prevention nutrient. While vitamin D is safe, effective, and affordable, it's available without a prescription and can save literally billions of dollars in national health care costs for just pennies per day per person. So why won't the medical establishment promote vitamin D? Precisely because it would cost the industry billions of dollars in lost profits, from all the sickness and degenerative disease that is prevented by vitamin D. Now, there's absolutely no question in the mind of any reasonably informed person that vaccines cause neurological damage. It only takes, you know, 10 minutes of research online to figure that out, including but not limited to autism. Only the corporate scientists around the world continue their charade that vaccines are not linked to autism, or that vaccines even work in the first place. Most Americans haven't even heard the secret interview with Merck vaccine scientist, Dr. Maurice Hillman, where he openly admits the vaccines carry dozens of strains of cancer-causing stealth viruses. Now, this is open information. You can find this for yourself. In fact, the whole history of vaccines and medicine has been utterly distorted by the medical establishment to paint vaccines in a glorified light of public health. But the real story is that vaccines are now and have always been tools for causing disease and promoting sickness so that the pharmaceutical industry can benefit as a result. So it's extremely important to be informed as to what we're putting in our systems, not just to listen to what we're told, but to actually look into the truth behind things. Because if we just take everything for face value, humanity could be led down a pretty windy road that has to do with depopulation. And that's a reality. It's out in their own memos that uh, that is the goal. So use your head. Don't get flu vaccines. Don't get your flu shots. Look into it for yourself. Do your research. 
take vitamin D. Uh, listen here in a little bit as well. We're going to go into some things that you can do to really boost your immune system. So stick with that, and uh, you're going to be a lot more better off than you will putting some vaccine filled half and half with stuff that's going to really cause your body a lot of damage, short and long term. In our next headline, did Iran just retaliate for Stuxnet? Computer virus infects U.S. predator drone system. And this is big news out of Nevada, coming to us from PrisonPlanet.com. It was only a matter of time, the weakest link in the otherwise awesome idea that is remote-controlled military, represented by the thousands of Predator and Reaper drones, has always been its biggest strength, the fact that it's remote-controlled, which means that with no person on location, the system has always been susceptible to infiltration in the form of intermediation between the off-site pilot and the actual equipment, such as a virus. And as Wired reports, a viral infestation, the biggest nightmare for the U.S. drone fleet, has just struck. A computer virus has infected the cockpits of America's Predator and Reaper drones, logging pilots every keystroke as they remotely fly missions over Afghanistan and other war zones. The virus, first detected nearly two weeks ago by the military host base security system, has not prevented pilots at Creech Air Force Base in Nevada from flying their missions overseas. Nor have there been any confirmed incidents of classified information being lost or sent to an outside source. But the virus has resisted multiple efforts to remove it from Creech's computers. Network security specialists say, and the infection underscores the ongoing security risks in what has become the U.S. military's most important weapons system. Security specialists say we keep wiping it off, but it keeps coming back. We think it's benign, but we just don't know. Military network security specialists aren't sure whether the virus and its so-called keylogger payload were introduced intentionally or by accident. It may be a common piece of malware that has happened to make its way into the sensitive networks. The specialists don't know exactly how far the virus has spread, but they're sure that the infestation has hit both classified and unclassified machines at Creech. That raises the possibility, at least, that the secret data may be captured by the keylogger and then transmitted over the public Internet to someone outside of the military chain of command. Drones have become America's tool of choice in both conventional and shadow wars, allowing U.S. forces to attack targets and spy on its foes without risking American lives. But despite their widespread use, the drone systems are known to have security flaws. Many Reapers and Predators don't encrypt the video that they transmit to American troops on the ground. And in one case, in the summer of 2009, U.S. forces discovered days and days and hours and hours of the drone footage on the laptops of Iraqi insurgents. A $26 a piece of software allowed them to capture the video. And this is another example of uh, the police state and security forces tightening up and at the same time uh, the risk of being affected by uh, the same security measures that they're putting in becomes greater and greater, just like airport scanners or anything else. Last week on the show, we went into pre-crime detection and some of the movements in that front that have happened recently. We have some more news on that 
Uh, Homeland Security moves forward with pre-crime detection. An internal U.S. Department of Homeland Security document indicates that a controversial program designed to predict whether a person will commit crime is already being tested on some members of the public voluntarily. This is coming out of CNET. If this sounds a bit like Tom Cruise movie Minority Report or the CBS drama Person of Interest, it is. But where Minority Report enlists physics to predict crimes, DHS is betting on algorithms. It's building a prototype screening facility that it hopes will use factors such as ethnicity, gender, breathing, and heart rate to detect cues indicative of malintent. The latest developments, which reveal efforts to collect, process, or retain information on members of the public, comes to light through an internal DHS document obtained under open government laws by the Electronic Privacy Information Center. DHS calls its pre-crime system Future Attribute Screening Technology, also known as FAST. If it were deployed against the general public, it would be very problematic, says Ginger McCall, Open Government Council at EPIC, or EPIC, a nonprofit group in Washington, D.C. Peter Bogard, the Deputy Press Secretary for the Department of Homeland Security, provided a statement to CNET that said FAST is designed to track and monitor, among other inputs, body movements, voice pitch changes, and alterations in rhythm and intonation of speech, eye movements, body heat changes, and breathing patterns. Occupation and age are also considered. A government source told CNET that blink rate and pupil variation are measured too. Although DHS has publicly suggested that FAST could be used at airport checkpoints, the TSA or the Transportation Security Administration is part of the department. After all, the government appears to have grander ambitions. One internal DHS document also obtained by EPIC or EPIC through the Freedom of Information Act says a mobile version of FAST could be used at security checkpoints such as border crossings or larger public events such as sporting events or conventions. Currently, a field test of FAST has been conducted in at least one undisclosed location in the Northeast. It's not an airport, they say, but it's a very large venue that is a suitable substitute for an operational setting, DHS spokesman John Verico told Nature.com in May. And this is something that you can see, you know, straight through mainstream TV, straight through the, uh, the media, if you will, and what's being pushed through Hollywood, through TV shows, through movies. Um, over the last few years, you've seen this whole scenario being played out, being written into scripts, being written into storylines, where the security state, the police state, and futuristic advancements are coming more and more into the forefront in TV shows, in movies, and into mass consciousness. And that's for specific reasons. It's rolled out like everything else is rolled out like a marketing campaign to gear you up, to get you acclimated, and to get you into the state of mind where this type of stuff is needed or normal and promotes true security. But the farther that you look into it, the less and less plausible that is. Our next headline, coming out of Natural News by S.D. Wells, BPA levels in humans are far higher than previously thought. 
New studies reveal that levels of BPA are massively higher in humans than previously assumed, causing major concerns for what has been downplayed by the packaging industry as a false alarm. BPA, or bisphenol A, leaches in the food from plastic packaging and from the linings of canned foods, causing cancerous tumors and developmental disorders, including learning disabilities, attention deficit disorder, and deformations of sexual organs, especially in newborns. The CDC estimates that over 90% of people in the U.S. are chronically exposed to BPA at over 3,000 times the daily level that the FDA reports. Maybe this monstrous difference comes from the fact that the FDA standard ignored more than 100 credible research experiments and studies other than their own work. Much of the latest research and testing of chemicals in foods is being conducted by the very companies that sell them or by independent labs hired and well paid that there is insufficient evidence of BPA levels harmful to humans. The FDA and the CDC use the rationale that what kills rats in labs may not have the same effect on humans. But this time, hundreds of tests done on humans reveal otherwise. And an important thing for everybody listening to note, the BPA label is either on the side or bottom of the bottle in black or clear numbers. This can be on any type of plastic bottle or any type of packaging. Take a look for yourself. Usually, it's inside of the recycling sign formed by circular arrows. The number two means your food is contaminated by aluminum or polyethylene plastic. And the number seven means that there is BPA in that packaging. To make things worse, if the bottles have been sitting on the shelf at the grocery store for months, the toxic levels of BPA are higher. And since there's no born-on date, like beer might have, there's no telling the age of the container. Also, if the plastic gets heated up, like in a car, more toxins are released into the drink. Plus, canned foods are sterilized up to 265 degrees Fahrenheit. So the level of BPA released in the foods is horrendous. Not to mention the fact that all the nutrients at that temperature have been depleted from the source. Metal cans have no warning or indicator whatsoever about BPA. But the remedy is to simply buy glass only and to not have to worry about BPA. But then don't forget about sodium benzoate, BHA, BHT, EDTA, and other preservative chemicals. It's just extremely important to be aware. A little background here, BPA was originally developed in the 1930s as a synthetic version of the female hormone estrogen. BPA, an endocrine disruptor, meaning it is a chemical that interferes with the hormone system in animals, including humans. Wondering why kids are more hyperactive these days and doctors suggest prescribing ADHD pharmaceuticals? Well, bisphenol A mimics estrogenic activity and enhances mesolimbic dopamine activity, which results in hyperactivity and attention deficits. Ordered up by the USA at 8 billion pounds per year, BPA is one of the highest volume chemicals produced by mankind, having adverse effects in mammals and invertebrates all over the world. Canned goods sell particularly well in times of recession and financial stress. The highest concentrations recorded are in chicken soup, infant baby formula, and ravioli 
By the way, it's also in your dental fillings. The EPA has not even evaluated BPA for possible carcinogenic activity, and food packaging executives and lobbyists are still planning to use a pregnant woman in their advertising in order to reassure Americans that BPA is safe for children. Remember, an advertisement slogan is often a cover-up for the product's greatest weakness. So stay away from bisphenol A, BPA, check and, and be informed as to what you are putting into your body because down the road it can make a huge difference. And on that note, if you're considering a winter flu shot, here's a way to winterize your immune system. This comes from Paul Fassa over at naturalnews.com. Pharmacies have already begun promoting walk-in flu shots for the flu season. The late and early months of the year seem to be when more of us catch colds and come down with the flu. So what measures can you take to ensure that you're not sidelined with nagging colds or a debilitating flu episode? Um, so many different ways to look at this. There are so many things preventatively that you can do to help boost your immune system. So in this, uh, in this article here from Paul Fassa, he covers some amazing things that you can begin to do right now. For your immune system, boosting your immunity is important for coping with cold and flu season. Of course, getting a flu shot is not one of them. All vaccines depress the immune system and can cause lifelong neurological damage like we talked about earlier. So some of the things that you can put in your system to counteract this and really help boost your immune system. We'll start with elderberry for cures. Elderberry extract or syrups have been clinically proven to help get over colds and flu. It is not a drug, so it's cheaper and without the side effects that have been reported for Tamiflu. Protective supplements are another thing. Elderberry's curative. Echinacea herbs are protective, usually sold in tinctures or extracts. Vitamin C is protective and, in large quantities, curative. Zinc, as well, is a helpful mineral for protecting against colds. Increase them with the right food or supplement. Any of these protective supplements will help. Another great thing to look at is minimizing sugar. Ease up on sodas, pastries, and such. You've probably had a nice ice cream during the summer. I know I have. <laughs> a few grams of sugar can destroy your white blood cell's ability to resist infections for several hours. A lot of people don't know that. Another thing, eat more garlic and onion. Besides being rich in antioxidants and selenium, garlic is an antibacterial and antiviral. Both garlic and onions are part of the allium family, which is rich in sulfur-containing compounds responsible for many of their health-promoting effects. Exercise is another important key. Moderate exercise, even walking a mile or two at least three times a week, helps your lymph system cleanse impurities to boost your immune system. Less stress, always a good thing. This should be an all-year practice. Many consider stress or anxiety as the leading cause for decreased immunity. Try lightening up. Try meditation or yoga. Laugh more. Be less critical. Worry less all important steps in decreasing your stress. Sleep is another important thing. Not necessarily more, but better. Make sure where you sleep is totally dark so your melatonin production will be sufficient. There are melatonin supplements if you feel the need, and my wife takes them, and her sleeping pattern has been reset 
accordingly through the use of melatonin. Different phases to sleep contain two cycles that are deep enough to refurbish your immune system. You need to sleep through them, though. Probiotics, another very, very important thing. Anybody who's ever taken um, antibiotics, anybody who's been run down, anybody in general who's looking to be healthy and well needs to begin taking probiotics if you're not already. Your body contains 10 times more bacteria than cells. Most of them have to be friendly. Friendly bacteria not only attack pathogenic bacteria and fungi, but they also trigger appropriate white cell reactions to invaders, and they influence your mental and emotional state. It's estimated that 80% of your 100 trillion bacteria are located in your gut, and probiotics is one way to really, really help aid your immune system in fighting bacteria and negative things off. Friendly bacteria are usually depleted, especially by GMOs. We all need probiotic foods and supplements. There are probiotic supplements as well. If you're forced into taking antibiotics, double up on probiotics. And the last amazing thing uh, in this list of things that you can do to boost your immunity right away is vitamin D3. If you live in a year-round warm, sunny area, you'll need to make sure that you get plenty of sun to skin exposure. If your regional climate restricts sun exposure, take your vitamin D3 supplements. You can check your vitamin D3 blood levels, but many experts recommend five to 10,000 units daily. So this whole list of things we've just laid out for you, coming straight to us from naturalnews.com, once again, are simple things you can begin to do to help boost your immune system. Outside of the regular conventional go get your shot method. So definitely take power into your own hands. Try these things out for yourself and see what they really, really do for you on a day-to-day -day basis because the research is there. In our next headline, help put an end to water fluoridation by signing official We the People petition. Again, this is coming to us from Natural News. Ethan Huff writes, the Fluoride Action Network, FAN, FAN, a nonprofit group dedicated to ending the practice of artificial water fluoridation, has created an official petition aimed at putting an end to stop the federal government's support of fluoridation and eventually ending the harmful practice altogether. But in order to get an official government response, FAN must receive at least 5,000 signatures by October 26, 2011. The White House recently created a new online portal called We the People that lets Americans voice their concerns and requests through petitions. Anyone can create a petition and if a petition reaches or exceeds the minimum signature threshold, which is 5,000, the government says it will issue an official response to it and may even decide to comply with its requests. Ever since the controversial practice of water fluoridation first began in the U.S. in 1945, many medical experts, including dentists, have decried it as an ineffective and dangerous practice. Topical fluoride treatments, which some say help prevent tooth decay, are far different from actually ingesting fluoride chemicals. And yet the government continues to peddle the lie that drinking fluoride helps improve oral health.
But this flimsy house of cards is collapsing, and people are learning the truth about fluoride. Many towns and communities across the U.S. have stopped fluoridating their water in recent days, despite the federal government's position that water fluoridation is one of the ten great public health achievements of the 20th century, which is laughable. The FAN petition correctly points out that consuming fluoride is dangerous and can cause dental fluorosis, lowered IQ, and bone cancer, among other diseases which are just coming to light. Nearly half of American children between the ages of 12 and 15 suffer from dental fluorosis, which is actually a form of tooth rot that visibly discolors the teeth. Adding fluoride chemicals to water supplies is also a form of forced medication, as the substances added have never been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, as safe. In fact, the U.S. government's National Research Council admits that young children, the elderly, and those with certain health conditions are especially prone to damage caused by fluoride ingestion. FAN has already received more than 62% of the 5,000 signatures it needs to get the official government response to its petition. With your help, FAN will not only reach the 5,000 signatures by October 26th, but will greatly exceed it, sending a clear message to the feds that the people do not want fluoride in their water. To view and sign the FAN petition, you can head over to whitehouse.gov slash petitions. Uh, check it out, or you can even just search it from the whitehouse.gov website and uh, leave your mark in the process of removing fluoride from water across U.S and North America, because it is happening in other parts of the world as we speak. We have some more amazing news and information from the last week that you probably haven't heard of through the mainstream media here on Truth Worldwide News later on. But when we come back, we're joined by Master Healer, Aliza Matadalian will be joining us. She's also an award-winning author of a book called In Search of the Miraculous. We'll be right back on the ATW Universe with Mata Dalian. If you want to stay up to date with everything going on inside ATW, Awakening Truth Worldwide, you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Awakening Truth Worldwide. Here you'll find updates about upcoming live and on-demand online workshops, as well as conferences, special guests, and upcoming radio shows. There's so much to explore, so stay up to date at facebook.com slash Awakening Truth Worldwide. Like our page and take the next step along your path of awakening. Alrighty, and we're back here on the ATW Universe and we're joined now by Eliza Matadalian, who's a self-realized mystic, spiritual guide, internationally acclaimed master healer, and best-selling author of In Search of the Miraculous, Healing in the Consciousness, which has won seven book awards. She has a unique gift to be able to read thought forms and see the interconnected layers of unconscious beliefs represented in people's bodies and energy that causes pain and illness. Using this ability and her personal experience of awakening, she's devised a revolutionary healing method known as the Dalian Method. This method miraculously erases the self-sabotaging beliefs 
from the body's cellular memory and permanently eradicates the causes of fear, pain, and ailments. It restores physical health, inner balance, and empowers the person to live their life fully and fearlessly. Amada travels internationally, offering private sessions, self-healing seminars, workshops, and retreats that bring spiritual and scientific concepts to a practical and immediate experience of healing and transformation. You can find out more by visiting madadalian.com. That's M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. Thanks so much for joining us here on the ATW Universe, and welcome, Madadalian. Are you there, Mada? I am here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. Absolutely. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us here today. Great to be with you, Colin. Absolutely. So I know that you have a lot going on. Um, you know, I've been following what you've been up to for the last year or so. Um, we have chatted one time before, and you've, you're doing a lot right now and sharing a lot of different tools and information with people through all the different things that you have on the go. So I'd love to just start off and give everybody out there listening a little bit of background about, you know, who you are, how your whole vision came to be, and how it's unfolded. And then after that, we'll get right into and talk about In Search of the Miraculous and the inspiration behind the book. Absolutely. Good stuff. So, yeah, let's get right into it. How did this whole vision come to fruition for you? How how did your process, your journey of personal awakening unfold before you? Um, well, I think we all have a history that we come from. So um, our, our life history, the, the steps we take in our, you know, this life, previous lifetimes, they all sort of bring us to things that we need to see and experience and learn in order to transform and in order to basically become more conscious. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I think that the most important part that that really makes transformation very immediate and very powerful is um, witnessing or, or becoming aware of our mortality. And uh, this this is pretty much what um, set me on my journey this lifetime uh, from from age of five when uh, I started asking the questions about my my existence here, where I come from, what am I doing here? Because I just saw my grandfather die, and obviously um, those questions arise in our mind. And um, I have to say that from what I've really uh, come to understand through my personal experience and, of course, through working with people is that in order for us to have a civilized and evolved humanity, we need to educate our children about their mortality early on. Um, I believe that this will help them appreciate and understand the temporary nature of life on this planet. And allow them to focus on finding and living their own purpose instead of competing or uh, copying other people. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and I think this is, this is probably our main um, block, I would say, as humanity because 
especially in the Western world, because we're so afraid to look at death. We're so afraid to look at mortality, and we've made it so sterile. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and and you know, I think just imagine if you if you already know early on, and children are so susceptible, they're so open, and actually they they have still their intelligence intact before they get conditioned with all you know all the stuff that life uh, imposes on them. If if you have that awareness that my life is temporary and I have only X amount of time here, then then obviously you're going to strive to live your life fully. You're going to strive to live it better, and you're going to try and contribute into life in whatever way you can. And obviously you're going to try and follow your calling instead of you know, um, struggling later on in life trying to find what that calling is and what that purpose is. That's right. Absolutely. And for so many people, you know, it does take years and years to wake up to that. But, you know, even just for for anybody out there to enter onto their their spiritual path or trying to learn and understand more about the nature of our existence, who we are, what a true purpose here is so important. And as we begin to do that, like we've talked about so many times on the show before, you know, taking the first step a lot of times is the most important one because as you do so, all the other steps present themselves and they will show themselves accordingly as you need them. So absolutely. Now, your book here, In Search of the Miraculous, I know you've won seven awards and you've just got some amazing recognition for for the book and the whole, um, just everything that that really entails, uh, you know, your whole vision and inspiration behind the book. And I'd like to get into, for all our listeners out there, uh, a little bit of background on that, how the inspiration for that book came to the forefront, um, how you knew you wanted to present that information, and uh, really just truly how it all unfolded. Well, after my own experience, once once I got to uh, experience what I was what I was after, in other words, um, you know, for many for many years in my adult life, um, I was very focused and um, I was very determined, um, and it, it 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 was as if nothing else existed other than needing to find that thing called enlightenment or to experience it. And once once I experienced it and took the time to integrate afterwards, because it's, it's interesting that it, it does take time to integrate that awareness into day-to-day life, I felt that, um, in a way, my personal work was finished in the sense that uh, I have discovered that the goal, that the journey was the goal, and there was nothing to... Um, there was nothing to do other than just live moment to moment. And this is the only reality that we have truly. You know, the mind always takes us in, into the past or the future. So once once I got to really be at ease with life and be able to live without any inner tension, um, there's several steps that happened. The first step was... Um, I, I began exploring the ability I, ha- I had as a child, which was reading um, thought forms and repressed, you know, um, uh, causes of the um, energetic blocks and illnesses in the people's bodies, and started working with people and uh, gradually devised this 
method that is uh, currently called the Dalian method. And um, seeing that miraculous transformation of the physical and emotional and mental um, reality and state due to consciousness coming to the forefront, I, I, I gradually felt that I need to put in this experience and this understanding of the human condition and this method and, and how it was devised into a paper. I, need, I needed to share. I thought I need to share this with people so that, there's, that it helps them to expand their own consciousness. Mm-hmm. And as I started writing, and I was, you know, I was writing about the process, how I discovered it, and started writing, bringing in some case studies, how working with people's repressed thought forms and removing those thought forms through the whole body and the chakra system was miraculously helping uh, heal their ailments that normally um, allopathic medicine considers as incurable. Um, and um, gradually, this this um, process of writing um, turned into a different, sort of took a different um, tilt. In other words, I felt that I needed to actually write more about the process of transformation, um, how our ego and consciousness transform through the different phases, through the seven phases of our development, and how it transforms through the body and through the different chakra system, and um, basically give, put together a map of um, uh, spiritual enlightenment, how it, how it is from the conception of the ego till the um, surrendering of the ego and a full awakening. So... Um, and in a way, it's you know it's a gradual process. But to be able to bring in such information, it's not like you you can sit down and write it in a month. That's um, right. And it took me seven years to complete it. Oh wow! And, yeah, and um, it, it sort of uh, it's a kind of a book that that has many layers within it. So even if you read one time. There is many depths and layers within the same sentence if you read it again. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and for everybody out there, sorry, Mada, for everybody out there listening too, you know, to give you a little background on this book as well, um, um, pretty much it's a guidebook, like Mada said, to enlightenment. It's won seven times uh, different awards. Uh, very, very renowned book out there on the market. And this book is a sparkling jewel in the field of self-help, inner transformation, and personal development. It's a roadmap to spiritual awakening and enlightenment, bursting with scientific exercises and techniques to help heal mental and emotional blockages. It's a refreshing, practical, and down-to-earth. It'll help you gain a more accepting, compassionate, and proactive approach on your journey of healing and transformation. And it specifically says through this book, it's going to help you identify where you are along your healing journey, find practical ways to heal out of fear, pain, and suffering, and transform your ego into consciousness and inner joy. So, you know, this really, really does sound like such an amazing book for anybody out there who's looking to take the next step. I would say so. It's, it's a kind of a book also, Colin, that that um, it will survive the test of time. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I believe it's it's a kind of a book that could be used for for generations to come because when when something is spoken from truth from truth and it's it's um, you know it brings it it's almost like a, a, a it could be even like a textbook some, sometime in the future I think you know <laughs> when when we do bring a, a dimension of spirituality and meditation into our schooling system because this is what's primarily missing. The reason, and I was listening to what, you know, all this um, um, thing that you were talking about, the vaccines, etc., and in a way, why those things are happening because we have given our power away to the status quo. Mm-hmm. And why why have people given their power away is because the status quo want, wants to keep people unconscious. That's right. And and this is this is the the age. This is the time where that foundation of unconsciousness is really shaking. And um, this is where the opportunity also arises that the old paradigm could be. Uh, transformed could be erased, and it, it requires tremendous power in terms of a power of consciousness. But uh, it's been gradually developing on this planet, and I feel, you know, just like I I wrote in the uh, epilogue of the book, I had the vision where um, I saw this ball of light in the middle of darkness, and and the light represented the consciousness, the awakened consciousness of all the Buddhas that have been on this planet. Mm-hmm. And the darkness represented the the unconsciousness that is within not not just on this planet but also within the universe. And and then I saw within within seconds, with the speed of light, some light streams started entering this ball of light and it was almost like it was a time where there was there was a decision to be made, or, or uh, nobody was going to decide it. But exist, existentially, there was going to be a time where uh, we had to see, okay, what is going to overpower the light or the darkness? And when I saw within seconds all sorts of light streams, you know, from all directions these light streams entering into this um, ball of light, suddenly this light grew uh, tremendously and uh, within within seconds. And as the light stream was entering into the the ball of light, the the perception of the ego as I was disappearing. Because that's basically the the, the what what happens in enlightenment. You suddenly see the ego as the illusion, and and it drops. Suddenly you realize that there is no separation. That there is everything is oneness. It, it's all one universe. And in that second, there was almost like a a second of standstill. After that, nothing was moving. And. Um, and then the, the big ball of light almost forcibly pulled in the last stream of light and the, the, the balance tipped and the light was victorious. And this is, I think, what's going to really uh, come to pass because after having that vision, I was very convinced that there is not going to be a doomsday. Actually, it's a, it's a 
day to celebrate. It's a time to celebrate that there is hope that this planet can actually start um, nurturing consciousness, conscious people and aware people and create paradise on earth because if we look at nature it's truly a paradise and Mm -hmm. what we do as humans we just destroy the paradise (laughs) that's right well you know what i i absolutely agree with you you know there's a lot there's been a lot about uh, a lot of talk i should say about 2012 and what could possibly come and you know there's a lot of theories out there about doomsday and different things but i've always been a really firm believer in that that's not the case and that it truly is about a, a spiritual awakening and a, a conscious awakening, um, you know, as spirit beings and not just humans uh, roaming around on Earth doing, you know, minute tasks. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely in alignment with that. Now, quick question here for you. We're going to get into some other things here in a few minutes. But um, I know as well uh, that you've got, and you know what, this probably isn't even the question, but I know that you've got some amazing testimonials about the book we were just talking about, In Search of the Miraculous. And uh, I just want to read off one of Deepak Chopra's because he is such a a largely known figure out there. Uh, Deepak said, I enjoyed reading Mata's book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing and Consciousness. It has the ring of authenticity and offers a simple and elegant map of the path of enlightenment. So that's a pretty big, uh, you know, amazing testimonial from Deepak Chopra. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of talk out there about how phenomenal this book is. For anybody out there uh, who would be interested, definitely head over to matadalian.com. Now, Mata, next, you know, there, there are some things here that we want to talk about today. Uh, I also want to get into your, um, your CD out called the Yes-No Active Meditation and be able to explain, you know, the insight, uh, a little bit of insight for how that came to be and the inspiration behind that as well. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk, and if you were listening to the show earlier on in the last segment, uh, there's been a lot of momentum recently and right now with people waking up all around the world to different aspects of our existence that they hadn't been aware of until possibly just recently. And this is showing itself more and more around the world with certain movements or demonstrations, uh, uncovering truth behind the illusion. And, and this is happening on you know, a worldwide front right now. How important do you believe it is for an individual to recognize the spiritual aspects of themselves and their gift and abilities you know, with all of the commotion around us that anyone could get so easily caught up in? Well, I think the ult- ultimately what is going to help transform consciousness on the planet or life on the planet and our lifestyle is consciousness. And that can happen through each individual transforming their own unconsciousness. And um, in a way, you know, I lived in, uh, if you look into this, in, in our history, there's always been times of revolution and rebellion. And um, this time, even though we're, we're having some protests or, you know, um, rebelling against something, I still believe that it's, it's a part of that reactionary um, history that we come from. Yeah. Uh, however... With, with 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 that awareness brought up, just just imagine, for example, if instead of um, reacting to something, which is the truth, and we need to know it, and we need to acknowledge it, and we need to talk about it, so I'm not against any kind of demonstration. 
because that brings brings awareness to many people to you know to the corruption to understanding what's going on okay. but at the same time at the same time it's like in order to actually create transformation that is not enough because when one person rebels the other person tries to protect themselves or or tries to retaliate mm-hmm. and you know um uh, I come from, I, I was born in Soviet Russia. And what happened there when the Tsar was overthrown, uh, afterwards it became even more di- dictatorial. The regime became even worse than during the Tsar's time. Mm-hmm. That's why state reactions um, don't work, revolutions don't work. What really can work is just imagine even those who are the 1% who hold the power and wealth, they're just as unconscious in some ways, right? So <laughs> their, right. Their, focus is, their focus is to accumulate wealth and to they're, they're hungry for power. They're so insecure within themselves that they think, well, unless I have money and power, um, I don't have any security. But even they are unaware that ultimately what they need to face is their fear of death. So, and what they need is meditation in order to start finding their own truth. So imagine if um, thousands and millions of people come into the square, Times Square, and actually meditate mm-hmm. instead of uh, getting to the, vi- you know, that kind of violent rebellion. Because what happens, you know, I was watching the other day, you know, the police is there trying to r- repress and then, these people, especially the young people, that they want something new, and there is no communication that happens. There's no understanding that happens. But if you sit there and you meditate and you invite the the police, for example, or those one percent people to to come and meditate with you, maybe there is a possibility of transformation energetically. Because then, instead of fighting, people will be focusing on the same goal. That's right. Definitely. And there's been a lot of different studies in the past and different experiments around the world that had to do with mass meditation that, uh, you know, in terms of research and whatnot afterwards, it did show, you know, that crime rates dropped. All these different factors were affected specifically from these different tests, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, the power to go within and um, react in a different way, not even to react, but to go within. Um, is obviously extremely powerful, and, yeah. and that's what that's what we need to actually teach teach everyone in a way. Everyone needs to learn to go inside because that's where the problem lies. The problem is is it started. It starts from the very young age. It starts from you know the the childhood where. We, we're never taught to look inside. We're never taught to find our own truth and our own power and our own gifts. Um, children are basically have been looked down upon as, you know, um, have no having no voice and having no nothing to say, um, and just have to behave. But children bring a lot of wisdom. So I'm a very great advocate for giving the power and giving attention and and all sorts of, um, you know, possible ways to educate children to find their inner strength and power. Because once that happens, 
then when you don't have any insecurity, you wouldn't have any need to compete. You wouldn't have any need to, to fight. You wouldn't have any need to, to copy somebody else. You would just look to find your own creativity. That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, there there is so many different cases where, uh, you know, children from a very young age, uh, you know, that are open uh, with different gifts and abilities or spiritually, if you will, uh, that have access to different realms or see different things. And, and in a lot of cases, you know, if they're they're telling their parents, um, you know, those certain gifts or abilities end up becoming um, suppressed as opposed to developed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely so important uh, to be open and, and to be open with uh, the people around you, your family, your, your sons or daughters in general, um, you know, about developing their gifts and abilities because we all innately have them. And I think that that's something that a lot of people are waking up to more and more at this time. Now, we had, we had earlier, we had talked really briefly about the Dalian Method, and I'd love to get more into that so that everybody out there listening can really know what this is all about because it's phenomenal. Um, and, and, of course, we're going to go into the Yes, No meditation, uh, Active Meditation CD, which you have out, which is amazing. And you also have a couple different things that we're going to go into um, later on, a special offer through Modest website. Uh, if you purchase the book and the CD, uh, you can sign up for a free personal mentoring teleclass, and we'll be talking about that. Um, also, Mata has an online course coming up starting October 30th, and we're going to go over that. But um, what I want to do really quickly here is just take a quick break, and we'll come right back here with Mata Dalian on the ATW Universe. Stick with us. If you want to stay up to date with everything going on inside ATW, Awakening Truth Worldwide, you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Awakening Truth Worldwide. Here you'll find updates about upcoming live and on-demand online workshops, as well as conferences, special guests, and upcoming radio shows. There's so much to explore, so stay up to date at facebook.com slash Awakening Truth Worldwide. Like our page and take the next step along your path of awakening. That's right, and you can also head over to AwakeningTruthWorldwide.com or ATWSource.com and stay up to date with everything we have going on, as in the next few months we're going to be rolling out quite a few big, big online events uh, and workshops that you can be a part of, uh, and lots of more exciting things to be revealed very soon, including a social community. But once again, we're joined here with Mata Dalian. And, uh, you know, Mata, I really wanted to get into the Dalian method and how it truly came to be, how you discovered it, or what guidance you were given along your journey internally uh, to be able to develop this and bring it out to the masses. Are you able to share with everybody out there listening exactly how this method came to be and your journey uh, discovering this specifically? I'll be happy to come. Um, it started actually... Um, um, in 1995, when um, I, I, I was visiting India, and I thought I'd like to participate in, in something. So there's many workshops that happen in the Osho's community. It's called Multiversity. And um, I decided to, to sign up for this two-week um, course, energy course. And... In that course, the first experience I had was when I was working with my partner, um, 
and we were looking into, you know, each other's energy. So I was looking into his energy, and and suddenly his unconscious started talking to me. So it was like, you know, so many things started coming. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, I can't remember all these things that I'm hearing. So I had to stop, and I had to tell him just to test whether, you know, I was kind of like, I knew I had this ability as a child, I could hear people's, you know, platforms and unconscious in their body, but I had forgotten about this ability. So, so then when I related to him, he, he, suddenly tears came to his eyes, and it was like, as though somebody saw him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, I, I looked at the left side, the right side, the male, female energy, and, there were there was you know different things that were coming through, uh, because it's not just you know one um, there's there's a, uh, two parts within us the male energy and the female energy, and each part is um, based on whatever female or male lives we've had in the past and now, and also based on you know we, we come fifty percent with from our mother, 50% from our father, so it's uh, male, female energy. The whole universe is made of these two energies. That's what creates the balance, and that's what continues the um, uh, procreation of life. So anyhow, um, after that, I came back to the West, and I was working in in, uh, child protection social services at the time, and I was very frustrated with the Band-Aid solution that the whole system just felt like it's a dead end. It's not going anywhere. It's not really helping anybody. And so I decided I'm going to quit that, and um, I thought I I can use my ability and work with people directly and see what happens. So as I started working um, with this uh, method that I was trained in, I realized that something was very basic missing. And uh, the method was helping people with some transformation. Uh, consciousness was coming in, but I felt something still was remaining stuck in the body. So what I did, I decided one day to ask the person to repeat after me all those platforms that I was hearing in their body. Hmm. And when that happened, I was stunned how it was almost like you open a dam and the energy just flew. Like just, there was like a, such a flow of energy through the whole body. So I, I was shocked and, and I thought, okay, now I need to work with this further. And then I, as I started working with it further in the left and the right side and then through the chakras and through the body, I realized that there are contradictory thought forms that are repressed in different parts of the body. And many times people would come with um, conditions such as, you know, fibromyalgia, um, cysts in the body, or um, asthma, or, you know, Crohn's disease. And when I started working this way, those illnesses were miraculously starting to disappear. And then I realized that the whole body is imprinted with the the person's the soul's history with multiple multiple um, thought forms, sometimes contradictory. And many times people were not even aware that there was a a thought pattern that was continuing from 
previous lifetime, even sometimes several lifetimes in a row. And this this um, way of looking and working with the body brought me to start working with the brain. And then I started working with the frontal part of the uh, brain and the back, the occipital part of the brain, and of course the two hemispheres. And with with that, there was a complete healing system that was born in a sense that I started working with the entire body and then uh, to make it even faster, because I like doing things fast and I like I like results. I don't like to work on the same issue, you know, for a long time. I just like to work one time and get it over with. So That's right. Then what I started doing, I thought, okay, to make it even faster, when when the people would bring me their their um, list of their problems, I would look at the layers of their unconscious even before I work with their body, and come to the a place where I could see where is the original cause that um, the cause of the, the problem originated in the body. And once I would see that, that's where I would start working with the body so, so it will even accelerate the process, you know, uh, much more. And um, the, the, the miracle of this kind of work is within one session, I was, I was able to help someone heal their asthma 50 years, hmm. um, uh, you know, help, help children actually uh, go, go back into their previous lifetime and erase some of those uh, patterns the way they died in the previous lifetime because um, life continues from, from one body into another body and whatever we haven't worked through in one life, we carry over to the next life to work. And sometimes it will take a whole lifetime to just work with that issue that they weren't able to work in the previous lifetime. So uh, seeing with this method you can quickly transform that as well. And not only that, uh, I had so many people come with conditions that they would say, um, I've done everything I can allopathically, and I've done many alternative healing therapies. There's been some improvement, but I still feel stuck. Mm-hmm. So, So this method... The reason people feel stuck is because those unconscious thought forms are still in the body, and this method basically helps to unclog to, to to detoxify the body from those unconscious beliefs because the beliefs is what what causes not only causes our physical pain and ailments but it also keeps us in the illusion of fear it also keeps us in believing that we don't have the power, that we're we're helpless. Um, it basically keeps the wounded ego, what I call the wounded ego, alive. And uh, without having healed those all those um, ailments, it's really difficult to wake up because the unconscious is so much heavier than the part of the consciousness that we have. Absolutely. And even some people have said, you know, about the Dalian healing method, uh, you know, one one person said, Mata with her God-given healing capabilities changed me within a matter of weeks 
from a walking skeleton following an open heart surgery to a healthy person. So you know, so that's just another great example. And another person said Mata has an unspeakable gift and has the most gentle soul I've ever come across. Working with her has been a once in a lifetime opportunity and if I ha- that if I hadn't taken, I would have been a very unbalanced person. My life is whole now. So you're definitely getting a lot of amazing response and this is something that that really truly does work. Now, some people out there might be wondering you know, why is this healing method any different than any other ones out there? And straight off your own website, I just want to read something out really quick, and then, and then you can definitely comment as well. But it says, healing practices, both conventional and alternative, as they are today, are limited because they fail to treat the person as a unified energetic whole. Traditionally, they try to heal patients by dividing them into three parts, body, mind, emotions, and spirit. The three major systems of healing that grew out of this division can be categorized as body-oriented, mind-oriented, and spirit-oriented healing. Each system has its own logic and benefits, and though it may, be, may acknowledge and indirectly address the other parts, it does not directly work with them. Although these systems deal with the same human body and energy, they are based on a fragmented consciousness and as a result remain incomplete. By focusing on separate parts of the person, they keep the person's attention and awareness divided and the being fragmented and confused. By only working with one aspect of the human being, these systems remain limited and unable to go into the root cause of the problem and remove the core imprint at a cellular level. And I know that you call it a bullseye method for the new millennium because it works uh, with all of the aspects simultaneously, and it immediately accesses the root cause in the unconscious and connects you to your witnessing awareness within which lies the power of consciousness of health. So, you know, definitely um, something that anybody out there who's looking to take the next step along their path and to truly uh, be able to be empowered and, and, and all these things that are so important in anybody's spiritual journey. Uh, like we were mentioning, Mata is offering a couple different things. Um, if you purchase her book, uh, which is a special offer here on Mata's website, uh, which you can visit at healingintoconsciousness.com or matadalian.com, uh, when listeners purchase the book In Search of the Miraculous and the No Yes Active Meditation CD, they can sign up for a free personal mentoring teleclass. So uh, what exactly does that entail, Mata? Do you want to tell everybody out there listening uh, what they can expect with their own free personal mentoring teleclass? Uh, yes, they can ask personal questions, and I'll be able to tell, uh, give them direction, um, uh, give them some pointers to what they can do uh, for themselves. And uh, basically, what I what I uh, do during the tarot class is I identify uh, the core, the core um, imprint or the core belief that that is running in in the body that causes the whatever situation that they're in. So uh, it's an opportunity to ask for uh, personal questions and get that kind of guidance during the teleclass. That's great. So for anybody out there interested, you can head over to healingintoconsciousness.com um, or also take a look at matadalian.com. Now, Mata, you also have um, an exciting online course coming up, which starts October 30th, uh, and it's an eight-week spiritual mentoring online course, um, and it's called Healing Into Consciousness. Now, for everybody out there listening, this course is offered only twice a year. Uh, this, this course is... Uh, 
an eight-week course that's one-of-a-kind opportunity that you'll not find anywhere else. It will accelerate your process of inner transformation and propel your healing into freedom and self-empowered consciousness like none other that you may have experienced before. Do you want to go into a little bit of depth about what they can expect if they sign up for your eight-week spiritual mentoring course online, Mata? Yes. Uh, we'll be going through the, uh, the, the entire body, working with the entire body, and working with each chakra um, each week, where I would be looking into um, each person's uh, chakras one by one, uh, each chakra each week, and identifying what, what kind of thought forms, emotions, or beliefs are blocked in that chakra, what blocks um, the chakra from flowing um, freely and from being in balance. And I will give um, specific guidance and direction to how each person can work with that. So basically I'll be identifying um, the repressed thought forms in the body and what's in the unconscious. And we're going to basically uh, work with chakra after chakra and and, and clear the, the body, detoxify the body from what's repressed. And at the same time, uh, each week we'll be practicing with a different active meditation technique. And uh, there is also a, a blog that people can share their experiences and um, have that uh, communal support where you don't feel that you're alone and you can, even by you know reading what other people are going through, you can help, uh, it helps each individual to to feel encouraged that they could go deeper into the unconscious. Because it's all about um, self-empowerment. It's all about helping people find their uniqueness and uh, their, their own gifts so they could start living that greatness. And what prevents uh, us from living our, our uniqueness is uh, all the beliefs that that we think are real, that are keeping us in, in insecurity and in fear. So this eight-week online course will address also uh, the qualities of each chakra and what are the lessons that uh, you need to learn as you're moving from chakra to chakra. Because this is in the book I have also explained how ego and consciousness develop simultaneously in each chakra and if the ego is not developed fully, the consciousness remains retarded, it does not develop. So we're in a sense going to be healing and developing the ego in each chakra while we're doing this work on the eight, uh, eight week online course. Well, that sounds amazing, absolutely, and that sounds, you know, incredibly valuable for anybody who is, once again, like we said, looking to take the next step. Now, the course also offers an opportunity to have hands-on experience of the materials covered in Mata's multi-award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, where you're going to be able to ask questions pertaining to your health, relationships, life situation, and personal transformation, learn new active meditation techniques, share with like-minded individuals in a group, and stay focused on your spiritual journey. So once again, uh, if you are interested in signing up for that, head over to HealingIntoConsciousness.com and MataDalian.com and take a look at the websites and find your way. It's going to be an amazing eight-week spiritual mentoring online course. Definitely. Now, Mata, for anybody out there who might be wondering, 
what advice would you give to anyone looking to further access their own personal gifts and ability other than entering onto their own, own personal journey? Um, is there anything specifically that you can think of that might be able to give people um, a little insight into how they can speed up that process? Well, of course, you know, meditation is always uh, number one thing that people need to start doing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, because unless we experience uh, something, we can't really become a knower of it. Uh, only intellectual knowledge is not enough. And and precisely to to help people actually take their power into their own hands and take that, that their healing and transformation into their own hands, um, I I came to a point to uh, where uh, I realized that time is running very uh, short and it's going too fast and uh, people need to have more tools to work on on themselves because. Um, you know, the time of working with practitioners has been very helpful, but now because the accelerated um, state that we're in, each person in, in a way needs to learn to stand on their own feet. Mm-hmm. And this is where the, the using methods that can help you do that are going to be very, very important, especially as we come into the next, you know, um, phase in our development. And this is precisely what um, I felt very strongly and I felt encouraged that, that I needed to develop a self-healing version of my method, uh, which I did. And at the moment I'm finishing with the book and it's going to come with a book and a CD set where people can actually use this method, this technique, to help themselves. And I've already... Um, practiced with it in my workshops, I've experimented, and the results have been tremendous. Uh, one person even gave a, um, a testimonial saying that she's done many things in 20 years, but just in one hour she did more than what she was able to do um, in the 20 years of work. So it's we, we are stepping in, and, and it's, it's, it's a self-help method that I'm talking about, so so we are stepping into the into the time where I feel people have done enough work to prepare to be ready to work with this method that is coming. Just at the you know at the turning point in the 2012, it will be released next year. And uh, at the moment, um, I will be also doing. We're doing a research uh, project where. Um, we're going to be using modern technology to actually show the transformation that is happening internally while someone uses this method wow. on their own. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd like to put that out as well because uh, we might be open to taking on volunteers who were willing to participate in the, in this research project. We have very limited amount of spaces, but. Uh, um, if anyone interested, they can email email us. Actually, they can email my assistant, Jessica, jessica at modadalian.com. 
Perfect. Well, yeah, you know, it sounds like you have so much going on, and we really appreciate not only having you on the show, but all the amazing work you're doing, uh, because it is so important for people out there to be open and aware of many facets of their spiritual journey, and to be able to pick up practical tools and information that they can put into practice for themselves, um, or things that are really going to help them along their path. So once again, you know, we thank you so much for being on the show, and we'd love to have you on again at some point in the near future. Thanks very much, Colin. I'd love to talk to you again, and thank you so so much for for doing such a sweet uh, introduction uh, for my work. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you're doing some phenomenal things. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon, Mata. Okay, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and we'll be right back here on the ATW Universe with the return of more news for Truth Worldwide News, and then we'll wrap up the show. We'll be right back. If you want to stay up to date with everything going on inside ATW, Awakening Truth Worldwide, you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Awakening Truth Worldwide. Here you'll find updates about upcoming live and on-demand online workshops, as well as conferences, special guests, and upcoming radio shows. There's so much to explore, so stay up to date at facebook.com slash Awakening Truth Worldwide. Like our page and take the next step along your path of awakening. It's out there and it's happening behind the scenes as we speak. But it's probably not being covered by the mainstream media. This is Truth Worldwide News on the ATW Universe. Mainstream media is not featuring some of the most important news and information on purpose that pertains to your life and your existence on this planet. Here on Truth Worldwide News on the ATW Universe, we cover the most important worldwide news, topics, and events that you missed this last week regarding truth, wellness, conspiracy, politics, health, spiritual warfare, that's right, spiritual warfare, cutting-edge science, and other worldwide news and events that you probably weren't told about that have shaped the face of the planet this week. Sit back and enjoy as we give you the recap on this week's Truth Worldwide News. All right, we're back here on Truth Worldwide News. If you like the show, uh, please go to AwakeningTruthWorldWideRadio.com and click follow to follow all the latest news and information. That was an amazing interview with Mata Dolly, and, and once again, we appreciate having her on the show. Uh, as some of you know, you know, the show is really, really focused on spirituality, truth, and consciousness. And spirituality um, is something that we go into quite a bit with different tools, methods, training, teachings, and covering different subjects. Truth really consists of bringing you truth straight up front. That has to do with news, events, behind-the-scenes things, 
and what's really going on in this reality around you. Because there's a lot of different people who are exposing the truth behind what is. And as we know, the world is very much a stage. Also, you know, we very much go into consciousness uh, that involves um, so many different things. You know, we're going into realms of consciousness. We're going into ways of perceiving um, different uh, types of meditation and techniques. Uh, as well, different science and, and breakthroughs that are coming out uh, to do with consciousness and so many other things. But, you know, one of our newest segments here, again, is Truth Worldwide News. And uh, earlier on, we were bringing you some amazing news and events that have ha happened this week and have shaped the face of the earth as we know it. We're going to head right back into Truth Worldwide News here with the next big headline. Brace for impact. Scientists warn another out-of-control three-ton telescope is hurtling towards Earth. And uh, as we know, last month there was one that touched down. Um, and this really probably doesn't affect you all that much uh, in terms of there's no reason to be worried uh, or fearful or anything like that. This is something that uh, happens a lot of times when they put things out into space. It comes back down. And uh, one of the good things about Earth being very much covered in water is that a lot of times that's where it's headed. So uh, no need to worry here. But Earth has been told to brace for a possible satellite collision as an orbiting telescope weighing nearly three tons has spun out of control and is coming homewards. ROSAT, R-O-S-A-T, a German X-ray telescope built with British and American technology has been orbiting the Earth since 1990 and has provided invaluable data on stars, but they lost contact with it in 1999. It is now predicted to re-enter Earth's atmosphere at the end of this month. The German Aerospace Center has warned that 30 individual pieces weighing a total of 1.6 tons may reach the Earth's surface. Rosette was launched on June 1st, 1990 from a U.S. launch site in Cape Canaveral for what was originally intended as an 18-month mission. And it's expected to hit the Earth at some point between now and December. Odds are long as to anybody being hurt, but emergency services in Germany are practicing drills to deal with debris injuries just in case, although there is no evidence that it will land on land. The head of the Space Debris Office at the European Space Agency said in a webcast posted on the German Aerospace Center, it is not possible to accurately predict ROSAT's re-entry. The reason why the location of the crash site is so hard to predict is because the density of the atmosphere varies so greatly higher up, producing different amounts of drag. It will not be possible to make any kind of reliable forecast about where the satellite will actually come down until about one or two hours before the fact. Last month, NASA's six-ton bus-sized upper atmospheric research satellite re-entered back into the Earth's atmosphere. Mir fell into the South Pacific while Skylab hit the Indian Ocean and parts of the sparsely populated Western Australia. NASA has urged anyone who finds a piece of UARS satellite not to touch it. Last week on the show, we were covering the Occupy Wall Street movement. We covered their first statement. And this week, we uh, have an article here again coming out of PrisonPlanet.com, which says, Occupy, 
forms alliance with Obama Lobby Group. And this is a pretty important piece of news that we're going to go into right now uh, that really has to do with the agenda behind this movement and the fact that certain interests are getting their hands into the pot and trying to steer the movement in a direction that they want it to go in. The official Occupy Wall Street website has publicly formed an alliance with yet another Obama campaign front group. The New Jersey branch of the American Federation of Teachers, the parent organization of which spent $1.9 million on Obama's 2008 election campaign. Fears that the Occupy Wall Street movement is being subverted by Democratic Party operatives will only be heightened after OccupyWallStreet.org celebrated the fact that AFT fully endorses Occupy Wall Street, noting that the local chapter stood in solidarity with Occupy demonstrators. The American Federation of Teachers financed Obama's 2008 campaign to the tune of $1.9 million and has also recently offered its strong support for Obama's jobs plan, which critics have pointed out will lead to higher taxes, not for the super rich like they're saying, but instead for middle class Americans. The Occupy Wall Street website has openly embraced the likes of MoveOn.org, AFL, CIO, and the SEIU, all of whom financially backed Obama's 2008 presidential campaign and have supported his bid for re-election in 2012. Of course, the irony of Occupy Wall Street leaders seeking alliances with Obama campaign front groups is the fact that Obama himself is the ultimate creature of Wall Street. His 2008 campaign was financed by Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, and Morgan Stanley. Obama is even more reliant on Wall Street for his 2012 campaign, and his cabinet is stuffed with former Wall Street insiders. For Occupy Wall Street to accept an endorsement from union bosses, who interestingly enough are the same people that Occupy Wall Street began protesting, makes them lose so much credibility, wrote one respondent. Another said, Occupy Wall Street is well on its way to being co-opted by them all. It's clear that many Occupy Wall Street protesters are growing increasingly frustrated with brazen attempts to co-opt their leaderless and nonpartisan movement by lobbying groups that are a little more than campaign fronts for the Wall Street puppet Obama himself. The encampments in New York and other areas are beginning to be dominated by general assembly meetings where union operatives pose as leaders and manufacture consensus among the demonstrators. These gatherings are also starting to take on a bizarre cult-like tone, with participants engaging in weird ritualistic chants and hand gestures. As Webster Tarpley has outlined, the movement risks being hijacked by infiltrators who have set up steering committees with the purpose of manipulating demonstrators into a posture of supporting the presidential candidacy of Wall Street puppet Obama. So, you know, last week we told you we'd definitely be sticking with that headline and bringing you the latest information because last week we did talk about how we thought specifically and how information was out there from various sources that if they hadn't already, certain interests would be getting involved. Now, the, uh, the group that set up the whole Occupy Wall Street movement who released 
several trailers online beforehand, uh, letting everybody know about the Occupy Wall Street movement and the dates that it would be beginning. Uh, they're called the Anonymous Group. And uh, they actually, in our next headline, is some big news about them. It says, Anonymous Hackers Group Threat to New York Stock Exchange. And this comes straight from abcnews.com. Anonymous, the loosely organized group of computer hackers that has taken credit for many of the world's most visible protests, has threatened to erase the New York Stock Exchange from the Internet today. The streets of downtown Manhattan have been crowded for several weeks now with members of the Occupy Wall Street movement who say they're protesting corporate greed. Last week, an online message purportedly posted by Anonymous said the protest would spread to a hacking attack. Wall Street shoved off the threat this morning as the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose more than 250 points at the open. And this news is coming from October 10th. A threat was first made on October 5th as demonstrators massed on the streets in Lower Manhattan. But a YouTube message posted shortly after said Anonymous wouldn't attack New York Stock Exchange on a holiday. It is debatable if Anonymous would ever even attack the New York Stock Exchange, they said. Then came a YouTube video posted on Saturday using a computer-generated voice which said, many people refuse to accept the Operation Invade Wall Street is a reality. I'm here to clarify that factions of Anonymous are going with the operation. Other factions are opposing it. The voice, flat and idiomatic, concluded those who are going to be a part of the attack have a message to the New York Stock Exchange. We have you because we don't like you. We're all anonymous. We are all one legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. New York Stock Exchange, expect those of us who plan to destroy you. Now, those are some pretty, pretty brash statements. Anonymous has previously taken credit for hacking attacks on Bank of America, Sony's PlayStation Network, and other companies. It was unclear whether the online threat intended to interfere with stock trading or do anything to the homepage of the New York Stock Exchange and Euronext, the parent company of the stock exchange. A spokesman for the New York Stock Exchange, Euronext, said, we don't comment on security. Separately, a source said the exchange was functioning normally. But, uh, you know, new, new news out about Anonymous and the, uh, the wrath on the corporate agenda that they are unleashing. Now, there's been a lot of talk of whether Anonymous is a CIA front itself, because as a lot of people who are informed know, with a lot of the latest revolutions around the world, it's not just like they popped up. It's not just like a few people on Facebook said, hey, let's get together. These are something that have been widely organized and orchestrated and are done so accordingly so that people will get involved, they will rise up, and then the entire movement itself can be co-opted and completely steered in a different direction. You know, the latest talk about Occupy Wall Street movement and some of the things that they're calling for now, since we talked about it last week, saying that they would be co-opted, they would be infiltrated, now some of the things that they're talking about and really, really pushing might sound good off the bat, but when you look further into it, the same people that at one time were calling for absolute truth, disclosure, a crackdown on these same interests 
are now being co-opted by them and are actually speaking out, calling for the very things that they were against. Uh, the same fundamentals uh, and talking points that are put out by the media and put out to protect these interests. One of the things that they're calling for is a tax on the top 1%. Now, this is the same type of tax and legislation that was rolled out in 1913 when the Federal Reserve and income tax was integrated. And what this truly does is starts out as a window where the top 1% are being taxed. And slowly, progressively, incrementally over the years, it is changed into a middle class tax. And the top 1% are exempt. It's a basic, classic bait and switch. And this is the, uh, the problem right now that's happening with the Wall Street front and the Occupy Wall Street movement is because they're calling for these things that they think are going to make change when in reality it's the same exact things that were spoken out about and introduced years and years ago that helped crush the American economy and bring us further and further into financial enslavement. So we need to be very aware very, very aware. We need to uh, look deeper into things than just taking them at face value and uh, entering into groupthink. And as this movement moves forward, as uh, different news and events come out with Occupy Wall Street and the movement, we will continue to pass on all of the latest developments. As always, uh, two of our biggest contributors, information, news, uh, and truth-wise, behind the scenes, OurNaturalNews.com, Mike Adams, and Alex Jones, InfoWars.com. Uh, they are two websites, two visions uh, that are absolutely at the forefront, spearheading the movement of awakening and the movement of truth. Now, we believe here that true awakening comes from giving everybody the ability to choose for themselves and to provide you with all the right tools and information that you can actually put into action for yourself. This includes spiritual practices. This includes touching in on consciousness and the true reality of our existence. This also includes touching in on conspiracy or truth because a lot of people don't want to look at it. And the reason why is because it's hard and it's not fun to admit that we've been duped. And like we talked about in this show, the whole world is a stage, and the more and more that we open our eyes and open our perception of what is and truly look to the heart of what is running society and the world, it is very easy to distinguish what needs to be done. Truth needs to come out. People need to be informed. People need to take action and become empowered instead of entering into fear because we can take some of this news for face value and automatically enter into fear. But that is not the point of Truth Worldwide News, nor is it the point of the ATW Universe or Awakening Truth Worldwide. This is all about informing you about the truth of our existence, what is really going on in many fronts, many aspects, and allowing you to take that information, decipher for yourself what empowers you, and get motivated to step spiritually onto your path of enlightenment. Now, through Awakening Truth Worldwide, we also provide many online, live, and on-demand interactive workshops, conferences, and events. 
that will be coming more and more to the forefront in the months to come. We have some amazing partners that we're partnering up with who also have fantastic visions that are truly trying to do some groundbreaking things worldwide to help people wake up everywhere and spiritually awaken to their own personal gifts and abilities. Those different partners are going to be coming to the forefront over the next couple months and will be key players on what will be an amazing movement of awakening through mass consciousness, people waking up, and exposure to ATW and the different online interactions that you can be a part of to help step further along your path. Thanks so much for joining us here on the ATW Universe. It's been an amazing Truth Worldwide news this week. We'll see you next week. We're going to be debuting the State of Humanity Address. Take care. So long. Awakening ones everywhere. Stay awake. Keep your eyes open. Keep your heart open. And always follow the truth. We'll see you next week on the ATW Universe and Truth Worldwide News. Good night.